Yay! <laughs> Come push. Good to see you. I try not to take it personal, folks. Just they can't wait for uh, to leave when Pastor Tony gets up. So, good morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good to see all of you, and I praise God that we're able to worship God together, and I praise God for those who are watching or listening online. Um, last week, the question um, for all of us, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And very specifically, as we addressed that last week, you know, remember, um, some would say, yeah, of course, I mean, uh, when you get saved, I mean, you, you get the Holy Spirit, yeah, but that's not all the Holy Spirit you're going to get, we know that. Um, but at the same time, remember, the Apostle was talking to people who were believers. They were ignorant, but they were believers. Right? And remember, the Holy Spirit was available to them, but they didn't know. And remember the, I, I, and I'm not going to repeat the whole message, but I think it's very important, especially for some who weren't listening last week or who weren't here last week. You know, the, the um, illustration that I used, my, my brother Steve, Deacon Steve, is a very caring individual, um, and he knows and he anticipates, and he's done many things for a lot of people, but he'll, he'd be the first one to give you something according to what your need was. And I'm not trying to sing his prayer. I don't want to steal his gift in heaven. Uh, so I, I'll, let's just draw the line there. Amen? So now listen. It's like this. Steve, who is a good friend of mine, a brother in the Lord, we're close to each other. We work together. We, we serve together. You know, he may know a need in my life. And so he wraps it up and he places it in my office and I go there and it says, you know, love Steve, love your brother Steve. I bring it home. But unless I open it, have I really received it? Come on. So, so my brothers and sisters, it's in, and the reason why I bring that up again is because it's in that tone or tenor that I want you to receive the next message. It's so very important. Amen? So <clears throat> did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became saved? Amen? Okay, so let's go ahead and follow now, okay? Acts chapter 1, cha chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Luke 24, 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Acts 6, 8. Stephen. Now, Stephen wasn't an apostle. He's just a believer. He's a deacon. Full of faith and power did great wonders and signs among the people. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Let me pause here for a minute. Do you kind of get the tone and tenor? Is this tracking with anybody today? We need the Holy Spirit, and we need the Holy Spirit's power working in us and through us. Amen? Amen. Okay, listen. Again, like I said last week, you know, Pentecost and the power of God falling. People get a little bit frightened of that because of all of the stuff that's been done through the years and holy rollers and blah, blah, blah and, and all of this flapping of the wings and running around and all that. Now this is, listen, my brothers and sisters, let's, let's understand those, those manifestations 
speaking in tongues, prophesying, they're just as real today as they were back then, and they're meant for all of us to enjoy in one form or fashion. It says that he gives, he, God, gives those things severally as he wills to his people. Amen? Signs, wonders, and miracles have not stopped. And I'm going to continue to repeat that because as time goes on, as we still occupy, it's going to get worse and worse and harder for, and harder for those of us who are His family, those of us who are of the true church of God to, to really function and to, to live a holy life. They're making it harder and harder for you and I to live separate lives. Okay? And it will, it will continue to get higher, harder and harder. So it's going to be more incumbent upon each of us that we stay together and we use these divine powers that God has given us to sustain each other. And God has meant it to be that way, that we need each other, one body. Yes. Amen? Yes. All right, so I, I want to make sure that it's this tone and center that we're continuing. It's not power so that I could show something off. It's not power so that I can earn money. It's not power so that I can earn popularity. It is these specific functions that God knows that we need in order for us to stay together, in order for the remnant to stay his remnant. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So now another one, Luke 10. I'm going to begin reading in verse 17. The 70 turned with joy saying, now let me give you context because you heard the 70 and many of you are familiar with the story. Remember Jesus started sending out disciples and the reason why I chose this because you need to know these are not the apostles these are disciples that he sent out in twos. Remember that? And this is when they came back. When they came back they, re they returned with joy saying Lord even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he Jesus said to them I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Look at verse 19 with me. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Leave that up there for case and for me just for a little bit. You know what? I emphasize some things here specifically. You have power to, uh, over all of the power of the enemy. So when he's talking about scorpions and serpents, do you think he's really talking about scorpions and serpents? He's talking about demon powers. Amen? And so look, and look at what he's saying. You have authority over that power. That, that power, listen, that power, the prince and the power of the air, that power, you have authority over it. Amen? Look what it says. The spirits are subject to you. The spirits are subject to you. Doesn't always feel that way, does it? You know why? Because we're not supposed to walk by our feelings. We walk by faith, not by sight or feelings. This word is so important for you and I today. We have to really get this down on the inside of us and understand that we have power over demonic spirits. The prince in the power of the air who is totally wide open now, operating in the wide open. Listen, even naming names of demon gods that this perverse generation is now worshiping. Uh-oh. <laughs> power over all the powers of the enemy. You need power. He's given it to you by His Holy Spirit. Amen? So we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, listen to what it says. Verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Leave that up for me, Case, and thank you. Again, I've highlighted some things for a reason. Hallelujah. Be angry and do not sin. This is the, now remember, the apostle is writing this letter to the church at Ephesus. And so he's quoting directly out of Psalm 4. Psalm 4. Be angry, do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. So what is it? Now, I'm, I, I, I'm so glad to see you, sister. So good to see you. Now, I've not been shy about sharing with you some of the issues that I've had in recent past and continue, to be honest with you, to struggle with anger. Why? I'm so angry at what the enemy of our soul is doing to our children, so angry about what some of the things that I'm hearing coming out of some churches, I'm so angry about it. And see, my brothers and sisters, this message is to me. That when I get angry, look at what it says. I'm giving place to the devil. So now watch. Why is the church powerless? Part of the reason why is guys like me, we get angry. And then that, listen, that opens up a little space for the devil to operate. That negates some of the power that I have over him. Is that God? God's Holy Spirit removing his hope because I, I got angry. So hope, oh, no access to my Holy Spirit. No! Not that at all. It's not that at all. In fact, l let me give you a small example. I'm so... <laughs> I'm telling myself all the time. I'm so tired of all of the garbage that's going on and on. I'm so tired, even in the secular sense, where our young people have been lied to so much and that have been taught to be slothful and to sit around and wait for someone to give them things. That goes against everything that the Bible teaches. If you don't work, you don't eat. Young people, for gener ever, uh, I could go on and on. I, I just don't want to bore you with all these details. But it, it makes me angry. And, and yet, each and every one of us, every day, have to deal with different people, customers, you know, associates, things that... I mean, every day, you have to... You know, fellow students, for those of you who are younger here, and, and hopefully my granddaughters are listening, the students that you, you, know, that you go to school with, and, and you have to put up with all of it all the time. Sometimes I, I just get, weird. oh, it gets so aggravating. The folks that work for me out at the, the other place, the secular job, it's just so aggravating. But when I allow that to get to me, the Bible is very clear here. The Bible is very clear. I'm leaving an opening. I'm giving the enemy a, a place to put his foot. I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm just, just a little crack in my armor that I've just allowed. Come on. So why is the church powerless? Why don't we operate with the same power that they operated with? That. We give place to the enemy. We give him a foothold. We give him a little opportunity to minister to us and through us. Amen? Wow. So I'm, listen, I'm going to go, I'm going to read a lot in relatively speaking out of Ephesians 4 so go to Ephesians 4 we're going to begin in verse 17 Ephesians 4:17 and I'm glad to see so many of you with paper bibles hallelujah hallelujah and if you don't have one holler at me we'll give you one and hang on to it hallelujah Ephesians 4:17 
This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. For those of you who may not be as familiar, when he's referring to Gentiles, he's referring to non-believers, basically. Okay? Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. (laughs) If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. That you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to his faithful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil, where we just were. But now continuing. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give to, who, to him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by which you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And there's one other thing. As he begins chapter 5, he says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. So now, the reason why I gave you that whole chapter, or that good portion of that chapter, is because it's, it's saying, my brothers and sisters, some key elements there as it relates to... As it relates to... Come on. How you, how you don't give place to the devil. See, you talked about angry, being angry. So now watch. Let's go back to where we started, right? How you don't give place to the devil. How you don't give the foothold to the devil. If we go back to where we started in uh, Acts 19, when you, re- when, when you were saved, when you believed, did you receive the Holy Spirit? So first and foremost, it has to begin there. You have to recognize fully that, listen, the office of Holy Spirit, who is fully God, just as much God as Jesus and the Father. God. Amen? Amen. So now, if you, again, you, you have to receive that part of the Godhead. If you, if you negate or if you minimize the function of Holy Spirit in your life, then you're going to be walking around giving the foothold to the enemy in your life. Because it's His power. It's His power that you're using which gives you dominion over every demon spirit. It's Holy Spirit. You're empowered by Holy Spirit. Amen? So if you deny or you don't receive that part of the Godhead, you're, man, you're, you're, you're living life with a hand and a leg tied behind your back. And, and we know how that's going to go. Put them up. Come on, are, are, you, are you there? I'm not trying to be silly here. This is, this is how important that this is. And I'm talking to a last day church. I'm talking to a church where it's coming down on you and it's going to continue to get worse and worse before we get lifted up out of here. And God is going to allow it. 
because there are going to be contenders who will be separated from the pretenders. His church, those who are, listen, those who have been empowered by Holy Spirit, those who have, listen, those who have died to the flesh, those will be the ones that will be raptured out of here. And I don't know about you, I want to go on the first load. I don't want to be left behind. I want out of here. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. So, so remember last week, I got to go back just a little bit. You know, uh, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Well, let me ask you. And these are things, remember, that would be synonymous with you giving place to the devil. You giving, you know, turning over some of your power and authority. Do you still care more about pleasing other people than God? And, and when I say other people, how about yourself? Do you care more about you being happy in the moment than what thus saith the Lord? Do you hold grudges and find it hard to forgive people? Because if that's you, you're giving place to the devil. Come on. <laughs> Do you still have to drink or take a drug or, or, or do something? Or like Tony, eat chocolate chip ice cream to take it down a couple of notches. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying. Amen? Abusing my own body, whether it be with an illicit drug or whether it be with a prescription drug or whether it be with smoking dope all the time, which this generation just loves to do, when we, we, you know, just not being in your right mind or allowing you know, my, uh, you know, my, my perpetual habit of loving ice cream or something to, to really hurt my body and I'm looking for relief that way, a comfort food. And that's why I say that, my brothers. I'm not saying to be silly. I'm, I really am not. We could become dependent on these other things to bring us comfort when we should be crying out to God and allowing Holy Spirit to minister to us. Amen? Amen. Okay, I, I know we're all in agree agreement with that. Do you, do, listen, here's the thing. Do you accept any unholiness in your life? Because if you accept unholiness in your life, man, you're, you're just, a, you're just a, leaving yourself wide open. You're negating your power as it relates to what you have over the enemy. You're, you're negating the power. He's, he's got you. And you could, you could declare things till you, all the live long day. And you could be declaring truth out of the Bible. But my brothers and sisters, if, you're, if, you're, if any of these things are part of your life, you've negated your power. Ooh, a little bit quiet. Well, that sounds like it's works related. No, it's, it's not works related. I didn't deserve the Holy Spirit, but He gave it to me anyway. Why? Because He knew I needed it. And then we just read the Scripture which gives us evidence. So let's go back to Ephesians 4. Back to Ephesians 4. You should no longer walk, this is verse 17, as the rest of the Gentiles walk. You should no longer walk like an unbeliever. You should not look like them. The Bible tells us in several places, right? Abstain from all appearance of sin. Don't even look like it's bad. So I have other people tell me all the time, well, this isn't really that bad, but listen, let me ask you something. If, if your younger person who you're trying to minister to saw you do that, would it help your cause or the cause of Christ or would it hurt the cause of Christ? See, even the Apostle Paul said, all things are lawful for me, but they're not expedient. All things are unprofitable. All things don't get it done. Just because by law I might be allowed to do this or God's not going to strike me dead or that. Come on. 
See, see what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters? And for too long, I think the church has kind of rested a little bit. We've relaxed a little bit. Uh, and now the young people, what's the difference? I don't see much difference in between those people who are preaching this and the people who are not preaching, the people that are living in the world. There's not that much difference. So what are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm saying, right? Okay. <clears throat> no longer walk as... In the futility of your mind. Why? Their minds are already made up. They're darkened, it says in, in further. They don't know the truth. We know something, you see. God has enlightened us. He's given us spiritual eyes to see. We've, we've seen the truth lived out in Jesus Christ and we have His Word. Amen? Hallelujah. It says in 19, because of the blindness of their heart, now in verse 19, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Man, if, we, if we're not seeing that in our very culture, not just in the American culture, but around the world right now, do you know what that's saying? They have no more conscience. Right. Nothing they do bothers them. They're so hardened to it, it doesn't bother them anymore. They'll do it in the wide open. Not only will they do this, these sexual immorality, all this immorality, forget it, down the tubes, but they're, all, listen, my brothers and sisters, they're proud about it. They're not just doing it in the wide open. They're proud about it. And now they're trying to teach our young people, this is how you do it. <laughs> they just don't care. And they're naming the names of who they idolize. Verse 20, But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus. Again, what I've referred to just a moment ago, we know the truth. We're not blind to it like they are. You put off concerning the form and conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust. Jesus, I'm, I'm going to say some very basic and rudimentary things here. Okay? But I have to. Why? He's saying that to... Sh Listen, when Paul is writing this epistle, when he's writing this letter, who's he writing it to? The church at Ephesus. He's writing it to people who are in the church at Ephesus. And look what he's saying. <clears throat> you put on the new man, which was, you put off the former and put on the new. I only know what's new because Holy Spirit. And I only have power to be able to do that by Holy Spirit. I can't do it. My flesh is too weak. Right? But my brothers and sisters, so now watch. I, I, I just... You sound kind of judgmental, Tony. When people ask me something, and I don't voluntarily walk up to people and you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. But when people come to me and they ask me, why isn't this working? Or I need this problem solved in my life. Okay, I'm not going to stand there and just say to them, okay, well, let me pray for everything. No, I, I've said to people before, if I pray for you, it's not going to work. Why? You've got to change something. You can't say that you're a believer in Christ and live the way that you live. Christ did not come that we can continue in sin. Christ came to give us the power to be reconciled back to God and live the new life that He's prepared for us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's called us to perfection. And I'm so sick and tired of uh, so many people in my position. Well, you know, Jesus knows you hard. You know, none of us are perfect. Nobody, you know, no one's going to be like you. He's called us to be like Him. And there's a difference, my brothers and sisters, between missing the mark and just being satisfied with almost getting the mark. Did you hear that? was good. Uh, there's, there's a difference between missing the mark on accident or you know, being in the heat of a moment or just going ahead and just not, missing the, not, not going after the mark in the first place. There's a difference. See, this is the kind of preaching that the church needs to hear. Why? Because, my brothers and sisters, we're in bad shape. And, and, and 
listen, the reason why I stay frustrated is because I see the kids. The young people are, even the ones that some, in some cases call themselves Christians, they're not living this life. Why? It says it right there. Doesn't it? And instead of me judging, or other, it's not me judging. The Bible says that there's, there's a difference. The old man is far different than the new man. That's what the Bible says. Amen? Okay, so I'm glad we agree on that. <laughs> so you're putting on this new man because you're renewed in the spirit of your mind. Why? But because you've been enlightened. You know a truth now. And the enemy can't lie to you anymore. Because you know the truth. So when the enemy comes like he did to Adam and Eve, well, did God really say that? Yeah. Here, I, I'll quote. You. I want to know what Scripture is? Let me go look. Luke, I know it's supposed to say this in the Bible. Where's the passage? Or, uh, <laughs> Sandra, <laughs> are you with me? Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? See, so, so just, I know it says it in there. I may not be able to give you the exact reference, but I'm telling you, this I know. Why? I've read it. Pastor Tony and, and the, my, my second favorite preacher, they've said it so many times. Right? Come on. So, so I know that this is true. Holy Spirit has settled this in my heart. It's bearing witness with my spirit that this is the truth. I can't violate this. But some of us continue knowing what we know and we still skirt. And then we wonder why the enemy always seems to have a foothold in our life. And some of this stuff we've been praying for, it doesn't happen. Why? Because it's powerless. And it's not because God has turned his back on you. You've allowed the enemy an opening. And he's taking full advantage of it. All right. Therefore, verse 25, putting away lying. He's talking to the church. Stop your lying. Jesus was very, very specific. If, you know, if you're lying, your father is the devil. He's the father of all the lies. Amen? Very specific. That means, look, don't even tell a little white lie. No matter what color you try to paint it, if it's not the total truth, it is a lie. Amen. When you lie or embellish or manipulate, or do, man, you're, you're again... You're given an opening. The, the, now you've given the devil a stronghold. So now you, listen, you've just knocked off some of the power that you have over that devil. Come on. Huh. And then we get to be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Man, this is a very, I've, I've, like I said, I've been open with you. And it's a very easy time to be frustrated and angry. And for me, I mean, I, you know, the battle that I fight is, you know, there's righteous indignation. Because remember, Jesus, was Jesus ever angry? Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't sin. When he went and he cleaned the temple twice, when he cleaned the temple, was he happy? Was, did he have the joy? Was he expressing joy? No, he was expressing a zeal he had for his father's house. He was also expressing how he feels about you and I because now we are the temple of God. I'm so glad that Jesus takes my life, your life, this temple so seriously that he has, he's, has this zealousness about it. Come on. That's how he feels about you. That's how he feels about me. That's awesome stuff. But yes, 
Did he get angry? But he didn't sin. But look what it says. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Being angry, being angry, that, that allows demonic influence into your life. You know that? And so, listen, for me, myself, I'm just, I'm preaching to myself right now. I'm preaching to myself. So if I'm angry about an issue and I don't resolve that, yeah, I may be carrying that over into other areas of my life. Yeah. Right? right? And and not be as and I'm just being honest with you. So so I don't think that am, am I the only one that is a little bit frustrated in this current climate that we're living in? Man, I, I'll tell you right now, me and Michelle are driving down the road and she happened to be driving yesterday, and there's this guy. I mean, she's not even driving in the left hand lane. There's plenty of room out in front of him, but he almost got our left front fender just by cutting cutting her off. And I got to be honest with you. I mean, I didn't say any bad words. I just said to her, did you see that? And she's... Anywhere, anything. I hate pulling up to traffic lights. I've said this several times and I'm going to continue to say it. And you smell marijuana. And I'm thinking, okay, somewhere in this crowd, there's somebody... I hope that my granddaughter isn't driving in the vicinity of someone who may be under the influence. Come on. Come on. You, you, oh, Tony, that's going to the extreme. Is it really? Do, do you see what I'm saying? So, so, and here's what I'm trying to illustrate to us. You know, you have this current climate and road rage being what it is and all this. And it's the, it's the enemy who operates there. Uh, yesterday, I mean, I'm so dog tired. I'm working on the yard. I'm sweating. I'm going in the house to get a drink. Michelle has wonderful ideas. I'm not even halfway done with everything that I got to do that day. You know what I think we ought to, I got an idea. And, well, I think we ought to make this planner from this and I, I think we're going to go to Home Depot and we're going to, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Could you please stop giving me more stuff to do? Come on. No, this isn't even a honeydew, man. I'm just telling you. There ain't nothing sweet about it. Let's just go to, so, but, but wait, but here's what I'm saying to you. Now, I may not have answered her like I should have. Why? Because I'm already frustrated. I'm, I'm hot. I'm tired. See, I'm giving place to the enemy. Thank God, I mean, I have a godly wife. She ignores me part of the time. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing? No, do you understand what I'm saying? But then, here, but here's Holy Spirit. Here's Holy Spirit. Tony? I'm sorry. Sometimes you just got to be sorry. Sometimes it's better, don't even worry about being right, wrong, or whatever. Right? Just be merciful. Just be gracious. There's power. That's where God's power is. Amen? Amen? Be forgiving. Be gracious. Be merciful. Power. Amen? Real power. Hallelujah. So... <clears throat> I was debating whether I should use this, but there's demonic, there's such demonic influence. I, I've just shared with you some of my shortcomings, and I mean, if, do I want, is there anyone out there that has any shortcomings they'd like to share with the congregation? <laughs> okay, so now, listen, I'm going to preface this. I'm, I'm about to use an example and I, don't want, and I know that this example is going to tick some of you off. I know it's going to tick some people that are watching. It's going to tick you off. 
I'm, I, let me just say, it's not my intention to tick you off. It's my intention, and I believe by Holy Spirit, to get your attention. Okay? So, uh, don't send me any emails. But if you'd like to have a discussion, it, and, and as I give you an opinion, and so I can tell you how I come to that, it's not just a feeling scripturally. Why I, I say what I'm going to say. And, okay? Okay, so now many of you may already know, obviously... We're in the middle of Pride Month, and someone made a big deal at the end of last month about a, a flag that was spotted on the set of The Chosen. Now, The Chosen, I, for a long time, I, I wasn't really interested. I'm not really interested in a lot of those things because inevitably, you know, I, and I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to be hypercritical. I'm not saying it's sinful to watch these. It's sinful to make them. I'm not saying any of that. No, no, no. But I'm always, because of us, and there's many in this room, because we have a knowledge and understanding of the gospel, when we look at it, we can't erase that. So when they take great artistic license, it bothers me, you know? So now, the chosen, people have been, oh, it's great, it's wonderful. And I have folks in the church even, oh, it's great, it's wonderful. And a sweet, dear sister of ours who just totally loves it. And I told her the last time we were visiting, and I'll watch the next one. I, I stopped watching, but I'll watch. But now I've got to tell her. I hope she's listening. I can't. And I'm going to tell you why. I watched until a certain point, and then it just violated Scripture to the point where it took away from the spirituality. I will tell you, to that point, I really enjoyed some of the narratives. They filled in a lot of stuff, because we don't know a lot of details, and we don't know a lot of the interactions that actually took place, Right? So what they did was fill in some of those gaps, and I thought some of it was, the, the, you know, the narrative that they created was really done well. And in most cases, they didn't take a whole lot of artistic license or anything like that. But as soon as the artistic license started to violate, I think, the, the foundation, the tone and tenor of the script, I had, to, I, had to, I had to shut it off. Now, later on, if any of you want to discuss that with me, Privately, I'll be more than glad to share with you what my feelings are, but understand, I'm not saying that if you do this, you do that. Let me, let me just say this. One of my favorite uh, movies to watch, and I only watched it once, and I won't watch all of it again, and that was The Passion of the Christ. Okay, now wait. I know that that was presented with a lot of um, perspective of Catholicism, right? So there's st some stuff in there that's not accurate. However, according to what I read in Scripture as it relates to his suffering, that's got to be the most accurate or closely depicted that I've ever witnessed. Brutal. And remember, it said in Isaiah that his vis visage was marred like no other. And that, man, they showed you that. And that's why I never want to watch that again because I don't want to get used to seeing that. But I think somebody who's a born-again Christian or somebody who's not a born-again Christian who's maybe teetering or thinking about, you know, taking Jesus lightly and, oh, he's our pal, our buddy, our friend. Look at that. Amen. He did that for you. Amen. See, so what I'm saying all this to set up is, and to, to, is to prepare you for is, look, I'm not saying that all these are bad and blah, 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 and if it's not scripturally accurate from front to back, it's a sin. I'm not saying that. And all those people, man, they're worshiping the devil. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Okay? So now as I read to you, please keep that in mind. That's my heart. At the start of Pride Month, a small rainbow flag spotted on the set of The Chosen, the widely popular, popular TV series on Jesus' life, has triggered dust-up among fans of the show on social media. The hand-sized flag, usually symbolizing support for L LGBTQ rights, appeared 
in the corner of the screen for approximately four seconds of a six uh, minute and 49 second video. Here's the release that the, the, Choser, the Chosen Producers released Sunday, May 28th. We've made no secret our cast and crew come from all different beliefs and backgrounds, said this person. I, I don't even want to name names. The show's creator and director in a statement to Religion News Services. I don't believe personal workspaces on the set are relevant to the cont content of The Chosen. But if someone wants to stop watching a free show because of it, it's, right, it's their right. First of all, it's not free. Someone's paying for it, okay? I, I've donated, and I'm sure some of you have too. So I'm not saying, oh, that's me. No, it, but let's be honest. I mean, you're depending on donations from folks, which is fine. Now, right now, I don't greatly disagree with anything that he said. In response, the show's uh, account posted, just like with our hundreds of cast and crew who have different beliefs or no belief at all than we do, we will work with anyone on our show who helps us portray or honor the authentic Jesus. Here's a problem. The authentic Jesus is here. So when they're doing what they're, and they're calling that the authentic Jesus, that's not true. Because they're filling in a lot of gaps. So now watch. I'm not saying, oh, you're totally wrong. But let's be true and let's be honest. Because you're taking some artistic license, and in some cases I've said to you, I believe that they did a really good job. I really think the narratives were really good in demonstrating how Jesus, Son of God, Son of Man, may have acted and reacted in certain situations. And I think it's, I think it's good, to a point. So let me go. We ask that the audiences let the show speak for itself and focus on the message, not the messenger, because we will always let you down. Can't disagree with that. This person defended the show's decision to hire people of all faiths. He told this news outlet in 21 that the show comes from an evangelical perspective and that a Catholic priest, Messianic Jew rabbi, and evangel evangelical scholar offer feedback on the scripts. While he said at the time most of the show's viewers are Christian, he added that over half of our cast and crew are agnostic or not of particular faith background. And we're hearing every day from thousands of people who are agnostic, atheist, or, or coming at it from another perspective who are just watching it as a normal show. Okay, good. But here's the problem. Only his authentic word can change a heart. Only the truth by the Spirit can save you. Not someone's depiction of it. However, here, here, here. So watch. I, I brought this up, so I want to bring it up again. I brought up to you the passion of the Christ. You know, my brothers and sisters, when people saw how Jesus suffered, how, I mean, it, there were people that, people that actually had gotten away with crimes for 30 years went and confessed a crime. It had that kind of impact on them. That's different. Uh, uh, come on. Well, well, are you being a judge, Tony? No, I think the proof is in the pudding, as you would say. Right? The outcome. If I'm being entertained and this is a feel-good kind of thing, well, look how kind Jesus was. Look how nice he was. Look how accepting he was of all of these people from different backgrounds and they, and they, and they were sinners and they did this wrong and they did that wrong, but he just loved everybody. Absolutely he did. But my brothers and sisters, you have to hear the rest of the story and you have to hear the truth, the authentic Jesus, the same one who was the one who died for our sins was the same one who commanded us to sin no more. 
Go and sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. Did he say that? He absolutely said that. So, my brothers and sisters, I'm not angry. But there were certain actors in this thing that posted things as well. Okay? I'm going to read something to you. Please. I'm not going to say, this certain person who portrays a certain apostle championed the approach in his own tweet. Quote, anyone who's going to go at one of our family members for something like this is no fan of ours, he wrote. They can close the door on their way out. Love one another as I have loved you. We stand with our brother. He's calling this person who is gay his brother. Okay, I, I don't... No. He ended his tweet with the pride flag and heart emojis. So now, this person, this Christian, is sticking up for this person who is responsible for this. And then at the end of his post, he put pride flags and emojis. The show's producers make clear that the chosen ultimately points to the Bible as the final authority on the, on the life of Jesus. I'm going to read to you another one. Another person that wrote, an actor. He wrote something, and then what he wrote received such criticism, he had to, re he had to come and answer. And this is his answer after his first... He's a supporter of my LGBTQ brothers and sisters and fully aware that many of our fans may not align with me in that area. Okay? We'll never agree on everything, he said. The same is true on our set. Let me pause here. I need to say something. Does God love anybody of that persuasion? Yes. He died for them. Do I love them? Yes. I do. So by me saying this, am I saying, I'm totally against them? No. I'm not. Not at all. I, 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 again, they need to come to church. They need to hear from you and from me. But not, oh, you're okay. You're not okay. I'm not okay either. You've got your issues. I've got mine. But there's one who loves you who's greater than all your issues. There's one who delivered you, so he's given you the opportunity to be delivered so that you no longer need to be, listen, apart from your Father who loves you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not here to have a theological debate on sin. The Bible, LBGTQ issues, etc. Maybe another time. He would lose any debate. Why? He's... Stop. I have my convictions and you have yours. What I am interested in, however, is loving others. Now, we may have different opinions on how best to love one another, and that's a conversation I'm open to having. Not bad. I would be open to having that conversation as well. Because, listen, love doesn't mean that you tolerate sin. Love means that you care enough to help with the sin, to help them go from where they are to where they need to be. Come on. Jesus never died for me and you or for anyone to stay in the sin. Right? He died so that we could have victory over it because He knows in our flesh we're subject to it. We're losing. We have no chance. So He died for us to reconcile us back 
to the Father so that He could impart His Holy Spirit to us so that we now have the power to believe and also the power to resist the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah! I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know why it's so... See, this is what bothers me, my brothers and sisters. These are people in the church. And this is what's being ministered to young people. And then you... Oh my... So now, when an old preacher like me says this, oh yeah, that they, they're just intolerant, they're hateful. They're, no! No! What I'm interested in is how, however, is loving others. Now, we may have differing opinions on how best to love one another, and that's a conversation we'll have. In response to a user who claimed the show is using actors to portray the life of Jesus don't align so heavily in what Jesus taught, Ross wrote, Christianity is not a monolith. That's showing his ignorance. Monolith. It's not one stone. It's not one... It's not singular. Everything that we know is... The, the Apostle Paul... I wish that you all spoke the same thing. That's in the Scripture. So you want to have a theological uh, a conversation? Let's have a theological conversation. There should be no divisions among you. Christianity, in fact, is a monolith. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it unless you give place to the devil. Come on. Come on. There are, this is his continued quote. There are gay Christians, trans Christians, straight Christians, liberal Christians, conservative Christians. Ross tweeted, I'm sorry, I didn't want to say the name. Oh, forgive me. Stop gatekeeping the Christian faith. It's not your place to determine whether or not someone is a true Christian. It is true. It is true. But, it also says you will know them by their fruit. You'll know them by their fruit. But you also have to use discernment. Because what I think I know may not be true. Come on. So watch. I'm going to say this, and again, I'm going to tick off half of you that I didn't tick off the first time I started this. And I'm going to Listen. Let me ask you something. If, you have a, if you're a red-blooded male or female, and you have a lust problem for the opposite sex, and you're going to God constantly to help you with that, right? And you're abstaining from sex out of wedlock. Are you Christian? Yeah. So if you're homosexual, if you have a tendency to have an attraction to the same sex, but you're not fulfilling the lust, and you're praying to God, can you be a Christian? I, I, I'm not thinking that I'm taking great latitude here, okay? But if you're begging God to help you with this situation, with this proclivity that you... We all in our body have these natural tendencies. That's what the enemy of your soul and my soul, that's what he's preying upon. Come on! So watch. Why is mine worse than theirs or hers worse than mine? The answer, it's not. However... We all have access by one Lord, one faith, come on, to the power of Holy Spirit to resist the devil and make him flee. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He flees. Come on. So even everything in my body wants to lust after this person or that person. This, everything in my body is telling me to pursue that. The Holy Spirit arrests my heart. That's wrong. God, please forgive me. 
God, there's still some work that needs to be done in here. Lord God, please help me. This is offensive to you, and you're the one that I love. You're the one that I want to serve, so help me. Deliver me, Lord. Nope, you shouldn't have thought that way, Tony. It doesn't work that way. That's exactly what the job of the Holy Spirit is, to bring conviction, reproof. Hallelujah! That's part of this power that's in me now. It's no longer what I think, how I feel. It's no longer being led by the power of my own flesh. Now, there's a check in there. And that check says, stop! Don't! Cry out to me! I'll help you in your time of need. Hallelujah! This is great preaching. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Listen, I, I can answer this. We studied together on Wednesday... And I knew that this was going to be part of the sermon. I, I, I added, in 1 Corinthians, where we were, in chapter 10, 1 Corinthians, I'm going to be reading. You don't, don't have to turn there. You could turn later. I'll give you a little time if you want to, but not a lot of time. In fact, I'm stalling right now, if you've noticed. 1 Corinthians, chapter 10. 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing which was blessed, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? You see what he's saying? Aren't we in communion with the body and blood of, of Jesus Christ? Aren't, don't we identify with Jesus? For we, though many, are one, not the monolithic. We, <laughs> see, I, you can't, we can't have a theological discussion with that man. For we, though many, are one bread, one body. For we all partake of that one <coughs> bread. Observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifice partakers of the altar? So now what, what's he referring to? He's re referring to Old Testament law, right? When they sacrifice. And one of the main ones was, was what? Passover. Remember they sacrificed, but they had to eat the whole lamb. And there were other sacrifices that involved a portion goes to the priest, a portion, and a portion goes to the offerer, right? So that's what he's referring to. Observe Israel after flesh are not those who eat of the sacrifice partakers of the altar. Aren't, see, aren't they, isn't that part of their worship? Right? Do you understand that? What am I saying then? That an idol is anything or what is offered to idols or anything? You see what he's saying? Am I saying that you know, an idol means anything? Or an, anything offered to an idol is anything? Right? Rather, that things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. I, remember that one. I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. So now let me go back to the example that I gave you. And I'm not picking on them, so please understand. This is just a real easy example. So now watch. I love people that are gay of any persuasion. I mean, any sin. I mean, we, we love them into the kingdom. Amen? Jesus loves them. I love them. Okay, but now watch. When I start putting a pride flag, what that's doing is, that's basically saying that I take pride in the way people have sexual relations. That, has, that is a symbol. That is, that is de de demonic worship. That is demonic worship. So now I am a Christian and I'm putting the rainbow flag up there to say that I'm, uh, you know, I'm standing up for my brothers and sisters who are gay. Wrong! Wrong! You have now said that you're proud of doing those things that are an abomination to God. It's one thing to struggle with the sin. It's another thing to be proud of it. <laughs> Am I preaching hard enough? Do, do, do you hear me? Yes. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So now, we're going to go back to Ephesians 4. Okay? So we're going to continue now in verse 28. We're back in Ephesians 4, verse 28. Remember now, the tone and tenor. Right? It's, um, don't give a foothold to Satan. Don't give any, don't give place to Satan. And, and the apostle's already gone through some issues, and the one being, right? D tell the truth. Right? Okay, so now in 28 he says, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor. Working with his hands, what is good? That he may have something to give him who has need. So here, here you go. Here, here's something else. Okay, how do you not give a foothold to the devil? Make sure, listen, make sure those things that you were doing, you're not doing anymore. And if you stole, don't steal anymore. Work with your hands. And now, not only work with your hands so that you can supply for yourself, but make sure that you have enough and help the other guy. Help the other guy. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let no corrupt, verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and necessary for education, education, edification, excuse me, that may impart grace to the hearers. Do you hear that? This is so huge, my brothers and sisters. Now listen, you know that I'm not a big name it and claim it guy. And I'm not saying, well, whatever you name it comes. But be, be, believe me, but here's the problem with that. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So that what your heart is meditating on, then that does, that does shape and mold where you're going, what you're doing. It shapes your actions. So if you're confessing things constantly, if you're letting corrupt words come out of your mouth pretty regularly, then that means, that's just not four-letter words. That could be, you know what, I've, I've heard people say this to their kids, so many, man, you're just like you're fill-in-the-blank. You're just like so-and-so. Man, you're speaking that into their lives. Oh, you're not very smart, are you? Why are you... Speaking that into their life. Right? So now when, you, when you're letting... Is that, is that edifying? No, you see what the word here is saying? It, listen, let's just say it this way. If you ain't got nothing good to say, shut up. But you should be looking for good things to say to help people. And if you can't think of it, God's not leading you, shut up. I, I'm not trying to be cross or anything, but let's just let's be, be real. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by which you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all, see, here's a, here's a problem. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Anything that's evil in your life, speaking, you know, any bitterness, any anger, anything that you have toward anybody or anything, man, I, I, I need to get in that prayer closet because, man, this world is making me angry. So I need to, come on, with me. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Isn't that awesome stuff? So look, so he said, don't give place to the devil. And he was specifically talking about, right? But, but he gave you all of those other things that could possibly, right? And we talked about before, just plain and simple, some of the basics that I talked about earlier when we were discussing verse 19. But now, here's what occurred to me during this week. Because I'm not making any excuses, so please hear my heart. But man, when, I'm just way too busy for an old guy. And, and no, and I'm just being honest with you. That's the way I feel. So maybe that's a negative confession, so pray for me. But man, I think so many of us in this world that we live in right now, we're busy, we're studying, we're working, we're doing so many, taking care of kids, taking care of homes. Man, Michelle is so busy. I mean, I, I think she's busier than me, to be honest with you. I mean, but so many of us, and so many that I know of you that are so busy, 
traveling back and forth, working hard, doing all this stuff. It's, it, it's, it's time consuming and you have to have some rest. You have to have some alone time with God. How do you make it all work? How do you fit it in? Right? But some of us say, well, you know, we sh- we're supposed to be, and, and I've even said this myself. I said, well, I guess that that's what God has called me to, to just work that job as many hours as I need to work, study and do things with the church, and that's what I need to do on weekends, take care of my house, whatever. That's what God's called me to do, right? Wrong. And so when I'm considering all of this, you know, maybe some of the things that, it's not relatable to you. All of those things that the Apostle by the Holy Spirit mentioned in Ephesians or anything that I mentioned to you out of verse 19 of Acts, um, maybe none of that is applicable. Got something. I really feel like this is the Holy Spirit. Remember when um, Jesus came to visit Martha and Mary, went to that house, right? And remember... um, Martha was just all about putting on the dog. She's, man, she's cooking the best eggplant parm that anybody can ever have. She's making sure the house is clean. I mean, she's doing everything because she really wants to serve the Lord and serve Him well, right? Mary, nah, we know she's just sitting at His feet. I wanted you to see this. And she's complaining. Listen to this. She complains to the Lord. Can you imagine? Don't you even care? She's approaching the Lord that way. Don't you even care? Uh Uh-uh. Now, before you make fun or before you criticize Martha, have you ever said, Lord, where are you? Lord, should this be happening? Lord, I'm tired of this. Come on. Let's be real. Lord, I've done everything the doctor has told me to do. Yeah, I'm still suffering with this fill-in-the-blank. Lord, I've prayed to you. I've had one of those moments. I've told you a long time ago. I broke my back in three places. I've had chronic bad back problems, right? And then it got to the point where just at a point in my life, I said, Lord, I've been praying for healing all this time. I'm not going to get any back surgery. I'm not going to do this. And the doctor told me one day I would lose the total function of my right leg because of calcification and blah, 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 blah. And I said, Lord, I don't want any of that. And I prayed, 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 prayed. And my back was still hurting. But then finally I said, okay, Lord, whether you heal me here or whether you heal me when I get there, I'm healed. And just forgot. Guess what? My back really is not the same as it used to be. Sure. You know, I'm just like any other guy that's years old. And, and, you know, when I sit down for a while after working real hard, it's a little, you know, my my grandkids thought when they were real young, whenever you're supposed to get up, you're supposed to make noise because every time I got up, so then my grandkids, when they get, oh. They just copied Pop-Up. But no, the fact of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, it's not the same. Now this past week, all of a sudden, my back started hurting again. I said, ooh. All right, Lord, you got my attention. Did the Lord make that happen? No. Maybe, Tony, it's time for you to reevaluate what you're doing. Maybe you need some more closet time. Maybe you need more time here, there, or, or any place else. Come on. Come on. Come on. Maybe. I'm, I'm preaching to myself, right? But can anybody relate to that besides me? Okay, so now, so watch. She's complaining to God. She's complaining to God. She's complaining to Jesus. The one that she wants, she's so intent on serving. She's so busy and bothered. And look, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are so worried and troubled about many things. 
Don't you look at me like that. If you have children, if you have grandchildren, you have jobs, you have anything that's going on in this current age. Have one on the way? Come on. What do I do with the rest of my life? What direction should I go? Who should I hang out with? Come on. Troubled and worried about many things. But watch. Jesus is saying this. But one thing is needed. One thing is needed. And, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. What are you choosing? What are, you, what are we choosing? I'm, me, me, us, we. What are we choosing? Are we choosing to just stay busy, bothered, and troubled? No. What was Mary doing? What did she choose? She chose to sit and worship Jesus. She chose to sit there and hang on every word. How many times have you read this week? This week? And I don't mean just a chapter, just to do your duty. I'm talking about how many times did you take this in? How many times did you ingest the word? How many times did you... Come on, I'm, I'm reading some mail now. How many times did something go wrong and you confessed something across your lips that really, I'm not saying you cursed God, but showed a doubt that you have? Come on. It doesn't have to be that way. We have power. And whenever we choose the wrong thing, whenever we choose to be frustrated, whenever we choose to react to the negative negatively, whenever we choose right, to, right, to have our attention and our, our focus fixed on those things, we're given place to the devil. You have power. You have power. You have power. Not because I say so. He said so. The very things that they did, you have the ability to do. Amen? Amen. 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 So here, here's what we need in the last days. Here's what we need in this congregation in our sweet sister visit. Here's what we need. We need to listen. We need to take this totally seriously and understand that the power that we have. And it's not power so that we can bring glory to ourselves. It's power that we can help each other. Amen? It's power that we help each other and God is glorified in His church. Amen? Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? I want to do something else. That just hit me. Sit down. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Take a minute. Put your hands up. You don't have to put them up high. You can put them out however you want, however you feel comfortable. If you feel led. If you don't feel led, then don't. I'm just asking. Hallelujah. Lord God, we love you. Lord God, we know that your presence is here. Lord God, we know that we're empowered by your Holy Spirit. So now, church, let's, let's ask him. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, we want more of your Spirit. Would you please 
would you please anoint us with a fresh anointing? Would you please restore the joy of our salvation? Empower us to do your will, to understand your will, and serve you, and worship you in righteousness and true holiness. In your great name, Jesus, we receive your spirit. If you really believe that and you really want more, say amen. 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 Could it be that easy? Yes, it can. If you meant that. Yes, it can. If you believe that. It can. It really can. But now, my brothers and sisters, we have to choose. We have to choose. I, man, I'm telling you, I'm hot as I can be, but I got the chill bumps all over me. We have to choose. We can follow the Spirit who's just given us a fresh touch, a fresh anointing, or we can be led by our own flesh. Follow the Spirit. And if you make a mistake, the Spirit will let you know. And don't wait. Well, when I hit the prayers at night, I'm going to beg. No. In that moment, in that moment, Lord, forgive me. I missed the mark. Help me. Amen? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wish I could sing. I really do. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We magnify your holy name. Be glorified. Amen Amen. and amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace.